Hey everybody, welcome to episode 252 of the Bite Me Podcast. Last time I did this intro, I made a joke about the number and then it went super sideways, so we're not going to talk about that again. I'm Cliff. Colby and Dylan are here. Say hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. That was better. That that definitely worked out better. You didn't anyway, call me Carter. I did not call you Carter. I mean, in fairness, I call Carter Colby about... Fifty percent of the time, so you know that's how it goes. That's what happens uh, when you all have C names. Man, like every single male in my family and my extended family also has a C name. My dad's name's Kent. My cousin's name is Corey. His mom's name is Kay. <laughs> it's it's not it's not good, man. It's not good at all. Anyway, besides that, we're gonna talk about video games. Colby Carter. See, I just did it. Carter just came in and glared at me, but I called him Colby. Anyway. Anyway, 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 video games. We're going to talk about them. What me and Colby and Dylan have played. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be having a hard oh, time this whole time. All day. All day. Anyway, Dylan played a video game. That's the moral of the story. But we're also going to talk about some news. We got uh, this is actually an interesting thing. Uh, think about it in your head and guess who. I mean, you guys have the show notes, so I guess like it's not much of a surprise. But everyone who doesn't have the show notes. <laughs> thanks, Cole. Thanks. Makes it <laughs> makes like the two hours I spent doing it last night all worthwhile. Anyway, in your heads, guess who think makes the most money on video games? Like, just choose, just choose someone who makes the most money on video games. Ben. We'll talk about that. It's Ben. It is absolutely. God, Dylan's spoiling the lead. Uh, Epic's Games is getting achievements, which. You know, I've kind of I've kind of hopped on the achievement bag and I you know bandwagon. I used to think they were kind of dumb, but I think they're kind of fun now. So they're getting them. Uh, there may be a new layers of fear game in the works, and I, like we don't talk about like games optimistically coming out very often. There's a handful of developers and stuff that I'll flag. Layers of fear is one that I keep flagging, and they keep disappointing me. So I, I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh, Netflix bought the studio that makes Oxen Free, which I. I <laughs> I have feelings. We'll talk about that. Uh, the new day, There's a new database that will help you find the right accessible game for you, depending on what kind of accessibility needs you have. And it's like Colby can tell the damn future. Woo! Was I right again. about something again? Maybe. I don't know. We had kind of a, we had kind of a, a conversation, I'm going to say, about two weeks ago. Uh, maybe three weeks ago. Oh, yeah about stuff and and it came true again so i mean geez we're just we should could you like predict some lottery numbers or something that would be useful call so as opposed I, to like video games i also have this amazing skill where i'll think about a celebrity and go i should check their imdb page and then within like five days they die <laughs> um it's always old people um but like ed asner i checked his imdb like three days before he died um it is fairly consistent if I remember like an old person's IMDb page that they're just gonna die. I'm like that cat that would wander through the the uh, hospital and you know. Don't! You killed Ed Asner? I might have. You monster. I think he just admitted to murder. <laughs> oh, hey Spade. It's alright. Anyway, we got that. We're gonna talk about Then we got a handful of questions. I think there might be another couple of Discord that I need to throw into here, but we'll see. We got cheap free games, bunch of them. Like Colby said, Game Pass just needs to, like... Make, just give us a month off. That's all we need is like maybe a month off. Uh, and we got a troll corner this week because uh, why not? It's been a while. I thought maybe we'd throw one in. Um, it's literally maybe the thing that has upset me most this week. So we'll, we'll talk about that too. But first, we're going to talk about video games. So Colby, I'm going to go get my dog to stop barking. Why don't you start talking about video games? Well, one of the video games I was going to talk about was kind of by like Layers of Fear. So 
Okay, Dylan, why don't you talk about the video game you've been playing, and I'll be right back. Um, how am I supposed to tell you about the game I played when you're supposed to be right back? You tell Colby, and then Colby will tell me later. Or I'll listen to the okay. podcast, maybe. We'll see. Probably okay. not. It'll be okay. I think he's overestimating how much time that I'm going to talk <laughs> about this game. <laughs> so I should really pad it, because... Um, I downloaded the Star Trek game on Apple Arcade. Instead, would uh, we could we just give a like play-by-play of what's going on in Clip's yeah. house? And then he, when he, he comes back, I'll be like, what were you talking about? He just pulled up his pants a bit. Um, I, I'm concerned he has not unpacked a single box. A single box. <laughs> Unless there's right. other boxes we can't see, it does not look it any looks, different than it did it last week. It looks exactly the same as before. Um, but... We won't tell him that. No, no. <laughs> or will we? Maybe. Um, what up, Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. What happened while I was gone? We talked exactly about zero video games. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but now I can then, hear about Star Trek. Um, yeah, I played the Star Trek game on Apple Arcade um, because I was curious. And from what I read, people enjoyed it. Um, what kind of game is it? like a, a simple rpg like you have four characters on screen and they do attacks um against the bad guys oh i thought you meant they paid their taxes they're like they yeah. do attacks yeah um what uh which which version of star wars star trek star star trek star trek uh, whatever There's um it has characters from all of the star trek so i guess that is probably kind of part of the appeal is whatever star That's... trek you like um that's super cause, interesting because it's like it's a mobile game so yeah. it very much fits into the oh random unlock character or do things and you'll unlock this character and then you can assemble your team <laughs> it's uh, like lego games <laughs> right but again i never cease to amaze how much better mobile games are when you don't have some weird gimmicky microtransaction right? or like system to unlock things randomly because it is built into Apple Arcade. So you pay the fee every month and they get paid that way. So they don't care about making money off of you. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how much better games just are when that's not in the way. Right. Um, and that's, I guess nice and frustrating at the same time because of the number of games I've played and like if I didn't have to pay a hundred dollars for tokens this would be cool yeah. um, but I'm gonna stop playing this um, not to say that it's really like impressed me at this point but it's a cool little game if you're into um, Star Trek and I mean I haven't played it that much yet sure. to know but it looks like you get to upgrade your characters and we'll get equipment that you can give them to make their attacks better and things like that and they'll have different um different techniques or whatever and of course like you can the different roles on a ship like the ops and the science division and those things so the different characters fall under those umbrellas so kind of fulfill different roles i guess and um like Worf being a Klingon like has the ability to like taunt the enemy so he can basically like tank nice. their attacks for a while and do things. So I mean it's it's simple, it's Star Trek-y, so I mean I'm sure it would appeal to that crowd. Um is, is this Star Trek 
Oh, so this is Star Trek Legends, then. Is that what it's called? I was yeah. trying to remember what it was actually called, but when you, like, the little icon on your home screen just says Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah, because there's so, also but Star I think Trek if you, if you Fleet just, Command and Star Trek Timelines, but that's the, right. the one so for I think Apple it's Star Trek Star, Legends, yeah. yeah. yeah and I'll I think, download that. I mean, I mean it's, it's, a, it's a nice little mobile game. As I mean, pretty much everything I've played on, like, the Apple Arcade, like... Like oh, this is this is cool. Like there's yeah, no weird things blocking you playing for however long. Like oh, you've played for an hour. You have no candies left. Yeah. Um. Wait till tomorrow to get more candies. And it's like that's annoying. Just let me yeah. play the game. I'm Absolutely. being lazy right now. Let me play the game. Um. Does it so, control yeah. pretty well for being on a phone? Yeah, because it's it's basically just poke the enemy uh, sure. poke the attack it's that kind of rpg sure. so nothing wrong um, with that that works pretty well um it there are i haven't seen a lot of them yet because it's i guess early in the narrative but it does have like choice mechanics so it's like i assume it will be like you go into a situation and you can choose to do a couple different things and maybe succeed or fail differently that might kind of change how you play through that level um because you kind of on the map screen it's like this is a combat encounter so you just go into a little combat sequence and here's like a narrative one or an exploration one where you get things um and those things like um, resources or money that you can use to um upgrade or spend on things so that's very um, cool sounds fun yeah it's 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 cool i will try it out how about you Cole? what have you been playing I have been playing a lot of games. I am I am shocked. Are you shocked, Dylan? Because I'm shocked. Shocked. Not shocked. shocked. Not shocked. I beat Super Liminal, which is the game that I was going to tell you about. Because okay. I think that if you liked Layers of Fear, you would probably like Super Liminal. Interesting. Which makes not a ton of sense because they're... Super, yeah, Super Liminal is not a horror game, right? Not a horror game. But... You know, like in Layers of Fear, where you're like walking down a hall and you go through a door and you're like, oh, this isn't it. And you turn around and the door's gone. Yeah. The, you get you get some of that in Superliminal. Very um, cool. Like, I think I described it as um, a mixture of Layers of Fear and um, Portal, but if there was no horror aspects. That's pretty um, cool. Kind of I can get into it, that. It's a very, very well done thing that all like i said all has to do with perspective and how you're looking at an item for it to you know finish the puzzle um and now that it's on game pass there's no reason for you not to play it it's also like maybe three hours long oh that's Um, perfect it's really really good um so i beat that and then i played the artful escape which just went on game pass and it is about you're a kid whose dad is Bob Dylan, but not Bob Dylan, but is just Bob <laughs> Dylan. Or not your dad, your uncle. Did I say dad? I don't know. I was going to say, so you're just Jacob Dylan? Yeah, no, no. It's your, 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 essentially uncle is Bob Dylan, but, uh, and you're, you know, supposed to be this like great folk, folk singer, um, and you're just not sure if you want to do it because you want to be like someone different. Um, you don't want to be a folk singer. Sure. And so you meet like some people and they take you into a spaceship and basically are like, well, you can be whoever you want. You can reinvent yourself. And so you do. And so this entire game is just kind of like 
hard to explain, first of all, because it's kind of a platformer, but not really. Um, like, there's there's some things where you have to kind of jump to other things and, and stuff like that. But mostly you're just walking around, like, noodling on a guitar. Um, and you meet different people. And there are, like, I'm going to say boss battles um, in that they, they're, like, kind of... Not rhythm games as much as bop it games. Interesting. Where they, you know, the boss, or not necessarily boss, but like the other thing does, you know, a certain set of uh, things, and then you've got to do those exact things to play with them. Sure. Um, all while you're, you know, you're you're like a rock star flying through space in a thing called the Cosmic Lung. It looks um, really cool. It's got like it's, an incredible art design. Oh, yeah. Great art design. Um, that's the one, remember, we were talking about Carl Weathers? Yeah. He's in that. Uh, yeah, so it was Jason Schwartzman and Lena yeah. Hetty. Hetty, yeah. Hetty, is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Uh, that's how I've always pronounced it. It's really good. Um, it looks mu- cool. Music's really good. It, too, is about three to five hours long. Oh, man. Um, just a great length for that kind of why, thing. Why are you doing this to me, Game Pass? <laughs> I know, um, because then you can beat a bunch of games in three to five hours. Yeah. Because then <laughs> I played Mighty Goose um, and beat it as well, because it's like two and a half hours long. Nice. Um, it is a... A lot of people compare it to Metal Slug, which I sure. never played. Um but it's that kind of, you know, Contra-esque game, um, except you're a goose. Um, in a, except like, you're a goose. <laughs> except you're a goose. Um, with, like, robot arms so that you can use a gun because you shoot everything in the game. Um, you have a little guy with you, um, and you can choose who your guy is. Um, you start off with, like, a duck with just, like, just a normal duck. Yeah, yeah. Um, with like an ammo patch or an ammo satchel uh, around it that occasionally like shoot out eggs that explode. Um, That's awesome. But I, I got a, I think it was a pig that would just, you know, occasionally give me machine gun ammo. Um, you're doing something in the game. I'm not sure what. I did not matter. Occasionally you honk. Angry like you, goose stuff. You get an achievement for honking a hundred times. Um, Cause there is a button in the game. Um, that you can set it as your special, and one of the specials is honking. Like I it doesn't do anything, but you can honk. Um, it's fun. It's it's just you know that kind of not dumb game, but like it was totally. I beat a game. I'm like, what should I play next? I'm like, well, this looks fun, and it is. Uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. Is that a um, Game Pass game too? Yep, yep. Uh, again, about two hours long. Really good. Um, and then, let's see, what did I do after that? Uh, I played Unsighted. Well, actually, I played Hunter Call of the Wild again. Of course you did, Uh, yeah. Not again, because I just, like, I'm still in the same area, because, uh, you know, like, there's no reason to restart. No, no, All of my guns. It's not like, you know, there's literally no reason to restart in that game. So, uh. Just There's no that. reason to play that game more. Hunting some deer. It hasn't stopped try, you. Trying to figure out which version of the game I should actually purchase. Because there's like four different versions and none of them make sense. Um, because they have an up... Like, the game's still the game that was released in 2018. Yeah, But yeah. the different versions just have different DLC in them. That's so um, weird. 
which I assume works really well for them because, you know, like you buy one and then you're like, well, I didn't get all of the, cause like it gives you some of the DLC and gives you a bunch of different hunting areas. But like, the thing is, is that I've put 138 hours into this game and I've finished one, like uh, you, you only have two like areas. I finished one completely and I'm maybe halfway done with the other and I put 138 hours and there's like eight places that you can get. So you don't necessarily need all of them. So you just buy, you know, like one of the things and you get two more. And so you're at four. And then I assume at some point you're like, well, maybe I should just buy more of the DLC. And so you do. So it's actually like a pretty smart, um, like way to do a game. Um, but, uh, I'm just trying to decide which one I want to buy. Cause I kind of want to buy the game. Cause what if it goes off game pass? Then <laughs> how could, would I shoot? Deer? Then how would you shoot deer? I don't even know. You'd have to go to like an arcade and, and play, <laughs> deer hunter or you'd have to go to the mountains and shoot deer i guess the, the reason i started playing it is because i started what is it hunter hunting simulator 2 um and i started playing that and uh i was like i'm playing it and i, I played it for like 10 minutes and i'm like you know really this is just a not as good version of uh the hunter so i should just play the hunter again and that's what i started doing so um, real good game. Like it a lot. <laughs> um, so weird, Cole. It's one of those games that like, I can 100% not describe why I enjoy it as much as I do. Because literally, before we started this, I played for like an hour and a half. And I saw four deer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just like real life. Yeah, I literally, I saw four deer. I Like three of them were the type that I didn't need for the quest I was on. And the last one was. So, you know, wandering around in the bushes, not moving fast because you don't want to make noise, just looking for deer. Of that's, course not. That's yeah. what the game was. So, um, then I played Unsighted, um, which is also on Game Pass. And it's like a, like kind of that like 16-ish bit, you know, kind of game. Um, it reminds me a ton of CrossCode. Uh, like just kind of look wise, um, and kind of like playing style wise. And it's, I, I think the best way I can describe it is like cross code with like a dash of souls, like, because there is like quite a bit of like dodging and stamina and that kind of thing. I mean, there uh, kind of was in, in, uh, cross code too, really. I don't remember that that well. Yeah, there was definitely a stamina uh, kind of thing and dodging was definitely a part of, especially the boss fights. So maybe this is just cross code. There needs to be, like, kind of a, a, a way to describe things that are just better than, like, Souls-like. Yeah. Because, like, you know, dodging and stamina does not make Dark Souls. <laughs> souls, yeah. But, like, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's fair. Um, this looks pretty cool. It It's real fun. You're, uh, you're, like, a robot who kind of, like, comes back after, like, I don't know, a human robot semi-apocalypse yeah it happens um and what caused robots to become like almost sentient was a thing called anima i want to say yeah and uh w there was like this big meteorite or something that you know was releasing anima and so all the robots were essentially people and humans like kind of fought a war over it and took over the anima. So there's no more, Sure. which um, when the robots run out of anima, they become essentially like just robots, but feral. Um, and so like 
every robot you meet has like a timer on them. And basically once they run out of their, you know, thing, it, they'll revert to, you know, like a robot. Um, and they can't be brought back. So basically you're trying to solve this and you, it's like timed. Um, and because you're a robot, you also have a time limit as well. Um, and so like, you know, I don't know what it starts at, but you know, I started off with like so much and you know, now it's just slowly ticked down and all the people I meet, it'll, you'll keep like a contact list and, uh, it, you can look at the contact list and it has their anima, you know, like how many hours they have before they do. And so like, you can find like meteor dust that you can take to them, but it only like will add 24 hours. Um, but uh, it's it's a real interesting game. It's real, you know, like it. Uh, it it's just real fun and kind of, you know, like I said, cross code. If you like that, you'll definitely like this. Yeah, it looks fun, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Do you have an idea how long it is? No idea because when I looked last time, like I don't think anyone had beat it. Beat it yet? <laughs> um, and so it was just like there was no, um, like. I don't know what that is. Sure. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Time to beat. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Cool. Let me let me see if anyone has beat it yet. Updated um, it yet. You could be the first, Cole. Unsighted. Uh, apparently about eight and a half, nine hours, which is not that, not bad. I was going to say, that's how long CrossCode should have been. Uh, that's what I was like, kind of worried when I started it. I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't like a 40-hour game. Yeah. CrossCode held my interest for about 15 hours. Unfortunately, it was a... F- 40 hour game or 60 hour I game put, i think i put 45 hours into it oh it was way too and long. yeah i'm like i enjoyed 20 of that yeah <laughs> like yeah so long um i played stardew valley this week Woo! Um, that's that's about it i don't even think i really accomplished anything we we booted it up uh, my wife and i after having not played it for man i'm gonna say a, a, at least a month but probably closer to like a month and a half like five weeks maybe and like got in we're like what were we doing? I guess we're farmers now. I like no idea. Like didn't know what I was trying to accomplish. Just kind of ran around for an hour and a half and like planted things. It was spring. So I planted a lot of cauliflower. I, it was great. Yeah. So nothing, nothing big this week. I was kind of busy, like in between, like, I want to say I'm busy, but like really what I mean is in between like work and like unpacking and, and like trying to get our house in order and going to Disney world twice a week. Um, I'm, I'm busy. I guess I could, I could cut down on my Disney World, but that seems like the, the least likely thing to happen. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going to, going to Epcot tomorrow. So good times. Uh, let's talk about Patreon for a second. You can visit our Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash/bitebitebitebitebitepodcast, and there you can, uh, you know, donate a little money to our podcast to help keep the lights on. Um, literally, like our lights are on right now. Do you have a light on call? No. No, Dylan may or may not. It might still be light outside there. So, yeah, it's it's, a little bit. You can see a light in in my video right now. So I definitely have a light on. So there are lights here. Uh, It helps us pay for, you know, the the software we use, so on and so forth. So if that's something that interests you, you can can donate one, three, seven, or $10 a month to our Patreon. And uh, if you go with the $10 tier, we will say your name every single week that we remember, which is most of them, I will will say. Uh, So big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr. You guys are fantastic, as are all the rest of our patrons. And uh, if that's something that interests you, again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and uh and you know just 
you know, do a little bit of something, something there. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, also, if you would like to join our Extra Life team, which is officially November 6th, that is a Saturday and a Sunday. So we're going to be doing it the 5th and 6th. Um, so it's, it's essentially a month from tomorrow, which for you is a month from yesterday. I think, I think that's how it works. I think. Anyway, uh, November 6th, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to join our team or to donate. Uh, we would appreciate both of those things, actually. Like, the more the merrier and, uh, you know, getting us, uh, you know, a little bit of, of donation fuel to get us started is always also good. So, uh, extra life is... Man, it's so much fun. We're going to have a great time. I'm, I'm really excited. We'll start planning it and get, you know, schedules and all that kind of stuff out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just got to kind of hook up with some folks to try and figure that out. But November 6th is the date. Week from tomorrow. Or, I'm sorry, a month from tomorrow. A week and a month are very, very different. But go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life for more information. Dylan, help me, sir. News. I'm kind of flagging today, man. I don't know if I'm tired or just tongue-tied, but neither of them's good. Need more meth. All right. So if you were, if you've been thinking for the last little bit about who makes the most money on video games, more money than anybody else, um, you're probably wrong. No, no. Like a company. What company makes more money on video games than anybody else? Is it that weird Chinese company? Tencent. That would be a very, very, very good Mm. guess. It is not Tencent. It is, in fact, Apple, who made over $8 billion in games in 2019. (laughs) So, That really doesn't surprise me. It it doesn't surprise me until... Like, you just don't think about it. But the crazy thing is, is Apple doesn't make video games. They just take 30% of every single transaction that goes through the Apple Store. So... For how long we don't know. Yeah, we don't we don't know for how much longer. But I mean, I guess if you do the math on that, so if thirty percent was eight billion dollars, the total would have been, let's see, thirty percent of fifty would have been fifteen. So it's probably more like thirty billion dollars. Is that about right? Maybe sure about math. Yeah. So you know they 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 essentially sold, I don't know, twenty five thirty billion dollars worth of video games. Through the Apple Store in 2019, but uh, but they actually made 8.5 billion, which is just just crazy. Like I guess it would probably be 25 billion because 33 percent of 25 billion would be like eight ish. Um, I, like I just that that's more than Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and Activision combined. Like that's. That's real money. That's real money. And like Dylan was saying, like the the worst part about it is, is most of those games kind of sucked. Like, <laughs> I mean, not not that they were bad, but just predatory or awful. I mean, Colby's talked a lot about that, about how you know you just can't leave a kid alone with a with an iPhone because he'll buy a hundred dollars worth of Pokemon. Is that was that the moral of the story called? You can't leave a kid alone with your with your phone because you might actually buy a hundred dollars worth of Pokemon all candy buy. or something. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah. it's it's cool. just crazy uh, how much of that. Oh, here's here's a here's a statistic for you. The top one percent of spenders made up for over sixty four percent of sales on the App Store, spending about three twenty seven hundred dollars each year. So whales spend twenty seven hundred dollars each year. They make up they're only one percent of people buying games, but they make up sixty four percent of sales. Which, like, I I don't I don't think that's good. That's not good, right? That's I'm yeah, pretty sure no, that's it's bad. F- it's fine. 
Do you spend twenty seven hundred dollars a year on video games, Cole? Uh, totally. I spend. How much does Game Pass cost these days? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here's something I did not put in our show notes, but uh, we just got announced. Uh, Microsoft has thirty million Game Pass subscribers. Whoa! So do that math. Um, oh. I, I did it for you. Um, that's $3.2 billion a year just in Game Pass subscription. So I think that's probably probably that's cool. profitable. Yeah. <laughs> really, really doesn't make you wonder why they push Game Pass as, as such a fundamental part of their service. So that's it's not bad. All right. Uh, next up, um, Epic Game Store is finally getting achievements. Um, they are going to be initially integrated into a handful of games mostly stuff that's kind of kind of weird actually like Rocket League makes sense because they own Rocket League Hades makes sense because Hades is a big game Pillars of Eternity does not make sense at all but okay Humankind I've never even heard of Zombie Army 4 <laughs> and Defense get Grid um they're kind of like Sony's where you'll have uh, bronze and silver and gold tiers and each tier has their own, you know, kind of XP values. Um, so you can get, uh, you, so you'll actually be able to platinum a game like you can in uh, in PlayStation games. I always wonder, do you think, do you think they have the same achievements on Xbox and PlayStation that they do? Like, I mean, are they the same ones? Like, I is an Xbox so. achievement? I, that's interesting to me because I, like, I know. I hear about people platinuming the achievements all the time. And, like, I don't I don't know if I've ever done the Xbox equivalent of platinuming something. There's always that one it's achievement because, that I just don't have any interest in. Yeah, it's because there is no, like, plat Like, there's, you know, a, a literal, you know, thing for that. But in Xbox, there isn't. It's just, yeah. like, you 100% it in. Well, I guess I just mean that I don't know if I've ever even... I haven't... I'm not sure I've ever gotten all the achievements in a game. There always seems to be, like, that one that, like, oh, you have to play it twice. Or, oh, you can only do it multiplayer. Or... I, as I don't know. many games as I've played and as many games as I've beat, I've probably only done it with like a handful of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. The, the Platinum Achievement's actually worth XP, too, on uh, on the, the the Epic system. I don't know if it is or not on the PlayStation. I'm, I'm not I'm not familiar with it at all. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, are, are you... Is that something you... I, I like the idea of them. I don't... I'm not like an achievement hunter in any way, but I like achievements. Is that... Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm at, like... I like them, but I'm not, you know, must get achievements. Do you ever, like, go in and do an achievement on purpose? I'll generally just kind of glance at them, and if they're like, oh, that's super easy to get, I might do it. But if it's, you know, like, I don't, you know, purposefully go in and and do it, generally. Yeah, I'm not super big into them either. Like, I'll, I'll, same thing. Like, if I beat a game and I see that, oh, I just have to do a little bit of something, something to get that one. Yeah. Um, I would say that actually Stardew is probably one of the very first games I've ever actually gotten achievements on in on purpose. Like, actually, you know, kind of went after them. So, I don't know. What about you, Dylan? Are you an achievement guy? I do not care at all. Maybe a little <laughs> teeny bit? Just a, just a smidge, Dylan? No. no. And I think Xbox is the only... Thing that's implemented them in a slightly interesting way. Yeah. The other systems I find non-existent. Yeah. I, uh, I I would say the Xbox One mattered way less to me too when it wasn't tied to Microsoft Rewards. Like now that I yeah. often have to get like three achievements this week in order to get a Microsoft Reward, I think about them a lot right. more. Um, I mean, that's kind of neat if there's actually like 
the points mean something. Yeah. Because you can, like, achieve something that then you can redeem for something. Yeah. Get me some free um, video games. I'm okay with that. I yeah. don't... It's still... I don't know. It's still probably not super interesting to me, but... It's I, fair enough. I appreciate that more. Yeah. I, I really like the the diamond trophies in in uh, Xbox 2, even though most of them, I think, are actually... Like, I think... I think the diamond trophies are way more interesting because of what they tell me about the video game and the way people play video games than actually like me going, oh my gosh, I got a diamond trophy because most of them are, most of the diamond ones I get are, oh, how sad. No one's played further than the first three levels of this game. That's a real bummer because this game's really yeah. good. So I, I, we game, I was playing Sable the other day and literally it looks like every achievement after the first hour and a half of that game is diamond and maybe it's just because i'm playing it early um yeah that's one thing i've never really been able to figure out like it's something that i wish there was a little more information on if if you if you're the first answer this question please colby tell me the answer to this question it does change how do you know um because in hunter call of the wild holds the like oh this is the the mo like this is the least amount of people that have gotten this achievement that I've ever gotten I think uh, I got one sure. that was 0.1% sure um and I looked into them recently because like they added a ton of achievements in that game um cuz like I think I'd almost 100% of that game and now I have like I don't know 35 of 134 achievements sure but I looked at the achievements, and none of them are as low as they were originally. Interesting. So it it does appear to be a uh, like it it does update with the you know when people get it. Interesting. Yeah. I, I know, the only thing I wish is that like when I get a zero point one percent, how many other people got that? Yeah. Like if you know if if say ten million people play that game, that's not you know like that's math, but whatever. But if you know there's a thousand people play that game, yeah. you know, then it's a really means, different question. Yeah. 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 I, I wish there was, and I understand why there's not, I understand why there's not more statistics behind achievements and, and how people get them and, and what they mean and what the numbers are and that stuff that they don't want to disclose. Man, I wish there was, I think that that mm -hmm. stuff's really interesting. Um, as a gamer and as just someone who's interested in like game marketing and game releases and, and how all that stuff works. I think yeah. it's something that I wish I knew more about, but you know, it is, it is what it is. All right. Next up. So I love layers of fear. Colby, you love, you played layers of fear. You, you liked it as I well, did. right? I Great did, game. Yeah. I thought it was, it was like a unique premise. Um, I thought like my, you know, I, I thought it was visually kind of interesting. I liked the, it's a horror game, but it's not, like super jump scary, you know, there's, there's yeah. one or two good jump scares in that game, but mostly it's just, it's psychologically horrifying. It's, it's, you know, it's weird. It's, it's, you know, like you were saying, it's, you know, you're walking down a hallway and all of a sudden you turn around, that door is not there anymore. It's that yeah. kind of stuff. My, my kid the other day was like, Oh my gosh, did you know you play layers of fear in, in VR? And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd actually be pretty cool. And he was like, why would you play a horror game in VR? I'm like, cause that game's not, it's not scary. Exactly. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's not, it is scary, but it's not like, you're not going to shriek. You're not going to like, you know, it's, it's not that kind of, of horror game. Um, and I think every time 
Bloober Team, who's the, the company that made that, has released a new game. I've been like, oh man, maybe this is going to be the one that's Layers of Fear. And I granted, I never played Layers of Fear 2. I did not play that. I've meant to time and time again. I've never gotten to it. But they released Blair Witch, and Blair Witch was kind of bad? Like, Blair Witch wasn't, it wasn't good. I mean, I remember seeing the trailer and being super excited about it because it looked really cool, but it was kind of, kind of boring. And, like, the the scary bits weren't scary and the ghosts were weird. And I, I didn't really like it. And it made me kind of motion sick, too. Like, it gave you headaches, didn't it, Cole? <laughs> it gave me a super bad headache. Yeah, like, not great. And then I played the medium, which was... <sighs> Like, it had a lot of promise. There was a lot of things there. And I think that people that like more Resident Evil-style video games probably would really like the medium. Like, I, it's not for me, but it, there probably are people that it's for. Um, but it just wasn't for me. So every time they release a new game, you know, I get excited and I keep getting let down. Um, but they, they, they just released this, and the, the announcement is, Layers of Fear was a breakthrough project for us. Uh, this comes from their CEO. It paved the path for Bloober Team and began our rapid growth, allowing us to explore more stories we've wanted to tell. I'm really glad we're coming back to this world wiser and more experienced. For me, it's important that we make this announcement during the Tokyo Game Show, which is where they announced it. As for many of us, Japan is the cradle of psychological horror games. As a studio, we also have two other projects in the work, one in production and one in pre-production. Um, and so... It's some sort of Layers of Fear game. It's using the Unreal 5 engine, which is gorgeous. Um, I don't know. Am I stupid to be continually excited about a game that's let me down this many times? Nah. It's okay? You gotta, you gotta have hope, Cliff. <laughs> I, just, I think the thing is, is I want to be... I'm not a horror person. I'm really not. I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. I don't watch a lot of horror TV, but I like the idea behind it. And so when a game is like that and just kind of hits just right, I want I want more of that. And I, I just yeah. I haven't gotten it yet. So cross your fingers for me. That's what I'm saying. Give me give me hope. I, what's the what's the what's the the movie I, the TV show I got to watch? Call you keep telling me I need to watch it. Uh, is it Hill House? Watch, yeah, Haunting a Hill House. What do you think about the other one from? Is that from the same people? The the scary nun movie or whatever? The oh Midnight Mass. Yeah, how's that? Um, I've got one episode left. It is very different than Haunting the Hill. Is it scary? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's uh, like for for ranking of those three things, which is what people come to a video game podcast for. Absolutely. Wise. Um, Haunting. I have a hard time because they're not necessarily scary. No. Um, like, the Blair Manor wasn't scary. Uh, yeah, it had that one Midnight good Mass. jump scare, though, yo. Yeah, like, they've, they've got, like, some jump scares, but, like, mostly it's... It's like saying, like, The Shining. The Shining isn't scary. No. no. But it's still got that kind of, like, tension yeah. that uh, thing. And so, like, with that kind of scary, Haunting the Hill House is number one, Blair Manor's two, and... Uh, uh, Midnight Mass is like third. Okay, they're all really good though. Fair. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check them out. I've got a TV. Again. Did I tell you I found all the parts for my TV? Nice. It you was can so... finally play video games on a TV. <laughs> it was so exciting. I I was I was so happy. I was so very 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 happy. Um, all right. So next up, um, another game that that I absolutely loved and have not liked any of the studio sequels um, is Oxenfree. Oxenfree was one of my absolute. Probably my top three favorite games of all time. It's one of the very few games I've played more than once. Um, it's just this brilliant kind of narrative adventure on a spooky island. The game is actually 
not not scary, but it's definitely spooky. Like there's definitely some spookiness going on there. Um, it's made by a company called Night School, who actually I think is based out of Seattle. Maybe maybe not. I know they're they're. Their graphic designer, I think, lives there, um, or the person who did the, the design for that game. But anyway, a company that I've really enjoyed. Um, they also made After Party, which was a game I did not like, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but they, they were acquired by Netflix um, as part of Netflix's new games initiative. And I don't know. I'm, I'm real torn. What, what do you guys... I mean... I guess I don't know if however you feel either of you feel about Night School or Oxen Free, but like, what do you think about a video game studio getting sold to Netflix? Because I don't, I don't think I like it. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it could go like one of two ways. It could be that like, oh hey, now you're playing Oxen Free on your TV kind of thing, or it could be very much a, um, oh what was that game that was bought by Google that you know, <laughs> yeah, they made one good game and now. Yeah, I think that's what worries me is that this seems like one of those like game gets bought by weird fit place, you know, like Netflix is not a game studio. Like, I mean, I understand they want to be one, um, but they're not a game studio yet. And they took what was a really cool indie studio and and are, are buying it and... It just feels bad. Like, this feels really bad that, like, three months from now, I'm going to read about all the people from night school getting laid off um, because Netflix's weird little foray didn't work. Um, and I, I I don't know. I don't I don't like that at all, and it makes me sad. So, apparently, Oxenfree 2 is still coming out um, on all the places it was supposed to be, which is not Xbox, which actually kind of makes me very angry, but I'll buy it on Switch. It'll be fine. Um, but everything they do after this will be part of, of Netflix, which I think is weird too, because Netflix's genre appears to be going to be like casual mobile games. So I, I don't really know where like a narrative adventure fits into casual mobile games. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, it'll, maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be absolutely fine and there's nothing to worry about, but I, I really feel that like mid February we're gonna just like hear terrible things and and they're going away. So we'll see. Um, are you working, Dylan? Like, does your mic work, man? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, it looked like you were like really nodding along. Like you <laughs> you maybe were just agreeing with me, but couldn't actually say yes. <laughs> Perfection. Uh, okay, so, you know, we've talked a, a lot about, um, accessibility for video games in the past. Obviously, it's a, a huge part of what, uh, Microsoft's kind of, like, they're making a big deal about it, but I think it's still hard to find accessible games, especially depending on kind of what you're looking for. Um, and so there's a new thing called the Accessible Games Database, and that's actually where you can find it. It's just go to AccessibleGamesDatabase.com, and you can specify uh, exactly what you want to see. So that can be, you know, you can sort by things like ESRB rating and platform and genre if you're trying to, you know, narrow down a, a game. But it also has kind of cool things like um, general, like so you can find out about how saves work. This is actually, I mean, the thing is, this is just not accessibility because like, hey, I need accessibility. This is like... I don't want to play a game that doesn't have autosaves. Like, how does how does this work? 
That is like the one thing I will say. Like unsighted does not um, uh, do the instant replay yeah. or like the restart thing, and it's real annoying when I'm switching between two games. One that does that, and another one I'm like. Oh, right. Yeah. Now it's got to start up again. Yeah. But this is cool. It, it has, um, like, under their general settings, you can have save progress, dedicated accessibility menu, tutorials, pause gameplay, which is actually, like, a big thing for some people. Some people do not want to play a game you can't pause, and I get that. Um, they should play Call of the Wild. Because <laughs> you can pause that or you can't pause you that? You can't pause it. Really? It doesn't matter. Like, there's <laughs> nothing in the game. It's not like, What if your you know, deer gets deer's... away, Call? Deer is going to attack you or anything if you don't pause. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but they also have difficulty options, internet required, um, and multiplayer only. But then they have some other stuff like auditory. Like, does it have volume controls? And that sounds super dumb, but what game was it that I played that did not have volume controls? And it was super annoying. Um, Pode, I want to say, maybe? Like, there was no volume control for the music, and so it was it was just loud all the time. Or no, no, actually, I'm sorry, it was Oxenfree. Oxenfree does not have... A, uh, a control for the music. Like, it's just music. And sometimes that was really loud. Um, whether it has subtitles. Um, visual things like contrast settings, you know, so if you have, uh, if you're colorblind, you can do that. Uh, adjustable text size, which is a big deal for old people like me and probably people that have lesser sight as well, but mostly me being old. Um, whether they have a narrator, a screen magnifier, um, custom HUD colors, colorblind filters, and then a whole slew of like fine motor skill stuff. So you can actually really go in here and say, this is what I want in a game. Filter out you know, down to all of these things that uh, that do that. I thought that was a really cool idea. And currently, they do not have a huge uh, database full of stuff. It looks like there's 144 games in here. But my guess is that over time, that will that'll get bigger as they can find that stuff out. I assume that it's probably not super easy to find out all that information on everything. But uh, if you, you know, want a particular kind of game, if there's, you know, particular hangups you have about video games, you know, like you like games that, allow you to pause, or I'm colorblind and I need that help, uh, accessiblegamesdatabase.com is probably a pretty good place to start. So, I don't know, I, I like that a lot. I think I will actually probably use this occasionally to find out um, things like, uh, like if it's multiplayer only, or I like save games. Like, a lot of times I'll be playing a game and I'm not sure how it saves. Like, that seems like, that should oh, be... Oh, I hate that. <laughs> right? I'm like, did do I have to, if I go into this room, do I get the little save icon? No. If I go into this room, do I get the little save icon? No. Is it saving all the time? No. no. And then you stop the game, and all of a sudden you're 20 minutes back from where you should have been. So I think I think that'd be a kind of a, a nice thing to have. Uh, I think let's see. Finally, so so Colby has has made some predictions. Do you remember what your predictions are, Cole? I, I don't remember offhand. I, I don't know. One was a video game that was going to come out. Dead Dead Space. Dead Space. Yeah, it was one of them. Wasn't the other one the the Grand Theft Auto? It could have been the Grand Theft Auto collection. So uh, someone, I I, want to say it was on, maybe, I don't think it was on the 250th episode. Maybe the 248th, 249th, somewhere in there. Um... No, actually, I apologize. It was it was Wonderwes on our 250th episode asked if we could make a change to a console what would it be? And Colby and I kind of hemmed and hawed around, um, you know, like, you know, with with Game Pass, what what else could I want? Like, I've got an Xbox Series X. It's great. It's super fast. It loads real quick. Like, it's got Game Pass. What else could I want? And then both of us kind of said, you know what would be great, though, is I really wish games were better at keeping track of how long you've played. Um, and for me, that's like a... 
I, I just like to know. I like to know when I you know, when I'm in a game, am I going to put 20 hours into this game? I'm going to put 40 hours into this game. And how far am I into it? It's a, it's a thing that I think about a lot actually. And so that's something that's important to me. And I, it, it has to be good though. It can't just be if that, if I leave that game running, am I playing that game? Nah, it's got to measure input and like turn itself on and off. I've got a lot of steam games that I accidentally left backgrounded for days that I've played for 200 hours that I've actually played for like 20 minutes. Um, and apparently the new Xbox statistic page is being tested right now. If you're one of the uh, like Xbox alpha folk, like the people that do the preview program, um, currently there is some new UI that actually shows how long you have been playing a game. And I, I don't know. I think that's kind of fun. I'm, I'm excited about that getting added, but it, apparently it'll also track other things, which is, there's nothing I like more than like like Red Dead Redemption 2 has a really good other things tracker like how many deer you've shot, how many people you've shot, how many fish you've caught. And this apparently will do some of that stuff as well. So um like the the statistic the the examples this gives is how many points have you scored scored total in Madden 22? Um what's your most used weapon in Halo Infinite? How many jumps did you perform in Ori and the Will of the Wisps? And I think that's that's kind of fun. I, I hope that this actually comes to the other consoles, you know, or like it actually makes it out of testing because I love stupid statistics and I really enjoy um, time. So do you remember, Cole, you and I played it. It was called Glitch maybe or Glim, Glim, something. It was like that weird like Flash-based role-playing game that uh, like... <sighs> I, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was it was an online only. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. With, uh, so I'm gonna. I, it's called Glitch, um, and it like it had this weird thing. Like you got achievements for like, hey, you jumped 500 times. <laughs> um, and I really like that it kept track of a lot of weird things. Also, they took that code from that game after that game went belly up and turned it into Slack the like discord competitor. <laughs> so, you know, uh, anyway, I, I hope that statistics make it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, Dylan, do you want to, do you want to help me out here? Hey, yo, Vinny, it's time for your question. Thank you. Just once I want him to say, nah, nah, no, no Cliff, you're on your own today. Make someone else do it. I'm not no, your, you do it. <laughs> I'm not your owl Cliff. All right, uh, let's see. Vinny says, with Halloween coming up, can I ask you guys a question? No. Do you think that, like, is Halloween a bigger thing this year than Halloween's big in the, been in the past? Or, am, like, I just missed this, but, like, people started counting down, like, it seemed like in, like, September to, like, spooky seasons coming up. I'm like, when did, when did Halloween become a month-long celebration? Is that something that I've missed? Or is it like a, a weird pandemic yes. thing? No. I don't no, know. It's, it's always been kind of... I think you, you've missed it. But okay. at the same time, people probably are looking for any excuse to, like... Do stuff? I don't know. Right. Like, celebrate or... I, I, I mean, and I'm in no... I'm, I'm not disappointed in this at all. Like, I, I think Halloween's great. I'm, I'm a big fan. So it's not a problem. It just seemed like people were really excited about October 1st. They're like, ooh, it's Halloween season. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I guess. That's that's cool. My, my neighbors already have Halloween decorations up. It's it's And they had them up two or three days ago. So 
It's good. Anyway, with Halloween coming up soon, and soon I guess being relative, what are a few of your favorite horror games? Oh shoot, I wish I'd read this question more because I think we answered all this, this question already. But also for fun, what are your favorite horror movies and TV shows? So maybe you can help us there. Uh, my favorite horror game is Layers of Fear, and it's really the only one I've played that I liked. So... And Dead Space? Does Dead Space count as a horror game? Yes. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Those two. I... I don't know if I've... Does does 12 Ghosts count as a horror movie? Well, I mean, it's 13 Ghosts. Okay, yes. let's pretend there was one less ghost. <laughs> that, that counts as a horror movie, right? Sure. I liked that movie. I thought that was really good. There was, like, all these scary ghosts and stuff. Tony Shalhoub was in it. I'm a big fan of Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> it's like, I love M. Beth DeVitz. <laughs> I don't know. Does Slither count as a, as a horror movie? Man, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> I, I, lo- I unironically love Matthew Lillard. I think he's such a great guy. <laughs> um, is Slither a horror movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say this. That was that was a good movie, but I've not seen any of the classic horror movies. I've never seen a Friday the Thirteenth. I've never seen a Freddy Krueger movie. Hopefully, those aren't the same. You don't really need to. I've never seen Halloween. I've Halloween's very good. Friday yeah, the Thirteenth is very good. Or Halloween's very good. Friday the Thirteenth is pretty good. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is by far my favorite yeah. horror yeah. movie. What about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Is good. What about Shaun the of the Dead? Is Scream that a horror is movie? pretty. Scream is actually pretty good. I liked all the um, Scream movies. I've seen all the Scream yeah. movies. Is uh, is Shaun of the Dead a horror movie? No, no. It's a rom com, zom com. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, zom com. That, that's fair. Um, what about <laughs> what about um, Zombieland? Is that a horror movie? No. No. <laughs> all right. So it turns out I've seen like three horror movies and they're all fine. Um, Do we, are they zomedies? Is that zomedies? That's good, Dylan. That's real good. Um, I don't know if I've seen a, a, a horror TV show either. I, uh, Bly Manor. Bly Manor. It was real good. Literally yeah. just talked about it. It was, it was. I didn't like that at all. I liked it a lot. I, I thought it had its moments, but I did not. Yeah. Like overall, the- I'm like. This was not. I think my problem with Bly Manor is that I absolutely love Haunting the Hill House. Like it is probably right. ranking up there as one of my favorite TV shows. Like yeah. season. I mean, because it's just a season. But like, I absolutely love that show. And then like literally finished that and went right into Bly Manor. And I went like, oh, this isn't nearly as good. And yeah. I think if I had. Like, because I, I watched it, you know, obviously a year after it was released. I think if I had watched it, you know, the first year and then watched Blind Manor the next year, I would have been a lot, you know, oh, this is, you know, this is good. But right. I think going from one into the other, I was like, mm, I'm comparing these and yeah. one of these is way better. I really like, I, I think his name's Raul Coley. He's the beardy he's dude. He's in Midnight Mass. Is he, he's, he's, yep. uh, he was in a TV show called, um... It was a zombie show, actually. Um, I Zombie. I Zombie, yeah, and I loved I Zombie. So, which it was not a horror show, though. No. It was it was very funny. But he's on that. He's very good. So, what's your favorite horror game, uh, Dylan? Probably Dead Space. Yeah, just because I think it's actually scary. It's like super scary. I, I definitely like have a thing like it goes for like horror movies and stuff which is again why i didn't care for bly manor very much is 
I have an expectation when I'm watching a scary thing that it is scary. Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch a horror movie or show that really doesn't do that and doesn't really have that atmosphere. Um, cause then it's just like a boring drama. Um, did you, did you like the shine? Not as much as I wish I would have. And I think it's because I watched it for the first time. 30 plus years after it came out um and it like there's parts of it that i like because i like kubrick a lot and i like his style but the it it really wasn't it wasn't scary it's definitely more of a it's not even really a thriller it's just kind of like i don't know like jack nicholson's descent into madness yeah like i really wanted to like it but i found it not in as enjoyable maybe if i watched it again i might appreciate it differently but i did i was expecting it to kind of be a horror film and it really it really wasn't i think Um, i think that was a really interesting statement about bly manor because i do not think bly manor is very scary but i think it's atmospherically very spooky yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. It like I think my problem with Blind Manor is that I went into it right after yeah. Haunting the Hill House, right. which does that better. Interesting. Like right. it, it Ex- was, and it because it was a follow up to that show, and it wasn't just a different show. Uh huh. Because it's part of an anthology series, I think yeah. that was its biggest hindrance, honestly, yeah. because it it was a follow. Uh, I don't know, a fifty percent follow up yeah. of a show yeah. that was substantially better. Interesting. I'll have to watch it because I really, really liked Bly Manor. Um, I'll have to yeah. watch Hill House. I didn't dislike Bly Manor. I just, I, I, like I said, it's, I don't know, comparing like season, you know, five of The Simpsons to season 15 of sure. The Simpsons. Yeah, that's fair. Like they're both, you know, like I, I, you know, enjoy season 15 of The Simpsons, but not as much as five. Yeah, that's fair. Like, right. um, but, uh, I found it very predictable, if I remember as well. Interesting. Um, I, I thought I that game was real I was twisty. Not, I wasn't surprised by anything, That's... which is another problem. If 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 you don't have a good twist, then I'm like, oh, man. Maybe Dylan's just smarter was... than I am. Yeah. I will say, if you like Dead Space 1, play Dead Space 2. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought it was better than Dead Space 1. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually and just, I thought it was scarier. I just downloaded them today, actually, because nice. I thought that might be a a fun thing to do um because i don't even know if i ever finished dead space, dead space i but yeah. i i really liked everything about it yeah originally when because i i i mean i played it when it came out so yeah. what was that oh seven or something long, oh. long time ago. i think so yeah um, i the funny thing is is like i'm not a huge fan of like horror games um most and it's not it has nothing to do with like oh they're too scary or you know anything like that i just for the most part one i don't find the medium that scary most of the time um and like you talked about it in the medium cliff like you know sometimes oh that's scary the first time and then you die and you're like oh i have to play it again right it's scary the second time or the third time that really ruins games once you have to get jump scared over and over and Uh keep dying like what the first time it happens the game is no longer there was a there was a find that like they're you know like they're spooky and they have bad cameras and that makes it spookier and i'm like nope that just makes it annoying like there was a section um, in the medium where the i mean like it was like the most egregious of all 
like video game sins where you died and then the place you came back you had to watch a cutscene and then when that cutscene <laughs> ended you had like the 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 monster of the game was trying to kill you and you'd like go around them to get through a door but you couldn't really see where that door was like and so i must have died eight times, 10 times, like literally just trying to walk around a monster and get in a door before they killed me. Like, it seems like you had to walk up to one door and like distract them. And then while they were distracted, go through another door. But every single time, like, nope, dead. Oh, sweet. There's that cutscene again. Can't wait to watch that. I'm like, come on. It just, it was just bad. It wasn't scary. It was just dumb. I don't know. I thought Outlast was really good, but I only played it a little bit, and then I got to a point where I just couldn't get past where it was, and I kind of gave up on it. But what I played was kind of good. Um, I don't know, like just like horror games just aren't really. Uh, I will say that I mean, um, Alien vs Predator Two is not a horror game, yeah. but had some of the best like atmosphere. Um, like kind of like Dead Space, you know, like where it just has such a good atmosphere that you're like, well, this is kind of creepy on its own. Um, I have fond memories of the first Fear as well. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah. I sometimes forget about how good that game is. That's one of the very yep. few games that have made me like shriek yeah. out loud. Condemned was another Condemned was one. Was a really yeah. cool game too. Yeah. Um, movies, I don't know. Like I have, I watch a lot of horror movies. Some of them very good a lot of them not <laughs> so but uh i don't know haunting a hill house that's that's the moral of the story is the the uh the haunting the original 63 version is actually pretty decent too nice probably one of my favorite like horror movies though is uh jacob's ladder and it might be just because like i decided to watch that movie at like two in the morning one time <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Everything's scary. Everything is too in the morning. Kind of tired. I agree. Absolutely agreed. All right. uh, Question from Monotone Screaming: What is a game you would recommend to someone who's just starting to play video games? Not any particular genre, just a game. Like, what's the game that you would tell someone who's never played video games to play? Island Saver. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like that's a game you can't die in. Um, it's fun, you know, there's, I think a lot of games are the ones that you'd not necessarily like, well, this is hard or even kind of difficult. You want something where, you know, you can kind of ease into it. I'm a big fan. Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer. Man, could you imagine, like... If the first video game you've ever... Are all games this sad? Yes, actually. <laughs> they just go in there like, why did you make me... Why did they kill the kid? What's the... <laughs> no. Uh, I I actually play... I've played a lot of video games with my wife, and she is very much not a gamer. Um, like, she lives with me, so she at least has some insight into it. But uh, Untitled Goose Game... Um, especially yeah. now that it has co-op is probably some of the most fun you could ever have. Um, like a specifically co-op though. I think that you and someone who's never played games before would have a great time playing untitled goose game. Cause it's just wacky and silly. You can probably beat it in a single sitting and like at the very end, you're like, Oh, there's a story too. Um, yeah. which is, which is kind of fun. Um, I think something like Gone Home. Gone Home would probably... I, like, almost any narrative game. One of yeah. the first games my wife played with me was actually Oxenfree. Um, I yeah. watched her play Oxenfree. 
Um, and I think that those narrative kind of games are really, really good for that. Um, she and I played um, What Remains of Edith Finch together. Yeah. Um, and that's another one. You just, I think what you're... Stardew, any of yeah. those kind of like, you know. I think what you're really looking for is a game that uses a controller but doesn't necessarily have to worry about a lot about controlling in 3D. Like any game, like any game where you don't have to use both sticks at the same time. Is, is kind of a, a thing because as soon as you introduce that second stick it gets real sketchy yeah. but uh, we played Pode which was a really fun co-op game I, I think I actually more and more lean towards co-op games these days because you can help them um, any of the Lego yeah. games any of the Lego games like just pick a pick a, a Lego game and a genre of things you like that they've made a Lego game about um, those are all terrific I, I think what about you Dylan what's uh, what do you think I was kind of leaning more towards like a couch co-op thing, yep. something like a even what was that? No heroes here. Like I can imagine people that don't really play video games yeah. come over and we defend a castle together and do kind of wacky stuff like that. I think especially if you did a, a co-op game that is cooperative as opposed to well, yeah, like like on one hand I'm like I don't know if something like Overcooked is a good game or not like on one hand like you could probably get into it pretty easily but also that can be very very frustrating um (laughs) here's a here's one that we have not talked about in a long time but which was super fun to people that don't play a lot of games is um keep talking and no one explodes yeah that's a good one too (laughs) you can play that without vr now too which is uh, like i think it's vastly superior in vr but that game is a lot of fun so i think i think those are all good um my kid asked a question. He said, what game is your Firewatch? And I mean, other than Firewatch, I guess. And I, I don't know if by that he means your favorite game. Um, because Firewatch probably is my favorite game. Um, you could just yell and ask I him. I could. He's in the other room, though. It'll probably make the dog bark. So I, what, what's your... What's the what's the game that... I think Firewatch for me is a game that I've probably recommended to more people than I've recommended almost any other game. Like, I know that there are half a dozen people that played and beat that game because I said you need to play Firewatch. Um, no one listens to me. No. Like, I don't have that kind of pull. Oh, You know, the funny thing is, is I think Firewatch is oddly enough one of the only games where that's actually really worked. And so I don't know if it was because I liked that game so much I was just really passionate about it or um, that I just wouldn't shut up about it. I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Jesus, we'll play it, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Firewatch for me was that game that, you know, is in my top three favorite games of all time. Um, I've, I talked about it incessantly, um, especially for a game that does not have a soundtrack blast in Winter Recall. I think you have to, you have to really notice that. So what's, what's your, what's your game? Like what's, what's your Firewatch? What's your, your game that you would tell, you know, that you loved and you would just obsessively evangelize about? Probably um, Outer Wilds. Oh, Jesus, that game's so good. I, I need to buy that and play it with the DLC. I think that's apparently the DLC is uh, it costs money. That's fine. I didn't realize that's that. fine. It's like fifteen bucks. That's fine. I'm just gonna play, pay, put forty bucks down or whatever, and buy the game and the DLC. And it's apparently spooky too. Ooh, I do like spooky. I want to play that game with like my family, like uh, Carter and I. <laughs> You will sit down and watch me play Outer Wilds. Well, the funny thing is, is so Carter and I played that Shut game. Shut up. Um, 
like kind of like couch co-op-y where he would do a run and then I'd do a run and he'd do a run and we really enjoyed playing it together and there's a lot of because so much of that game is like oh hey have you tried this oh have you gone over there you know like learning from the last run um, it worked out really well and because the longest any run's ever going to last is 17 minutes or whatever 22, 22 minutes it uh, and some of them were not nearly that long no. um it it worked really good just to hand the controller back and forth. We really enjoyed it. So I thought, well, we'll bring Brooke in this time and we'll all play it together. So it's good. Some of the time you're in space and go, wait, can I actually just get out of my spaceship? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is you don't live. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, I forgot because you're in a spacesuit, aren't you? And then you watch your... Uh, it depends. It depends. <laughs> Sometimes you are. And then you watch your... I, I think probably one of my very first deaths in that game was when I forgot to put on my spacesuit and I just got out on a planet and immediately oh. asphyxiated. <laughs> um... Or as you watch your spaceship just float away, and you go, "Oh no, I'm out of I'm out of fuel." <laughs> oh no. Yep. Uh, it's good stuff. How about you, Dylan? What's your what's your what's your game you love that you evangelize about? I guess it has to be Vice City. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is true. You do talk about Vice City a like, lot. That's to me. That is. It's probably the game I have the most fond memories of just like playing. I do. I guess I, like it's just. I do. And I can't wait for a remastered, way. slightly remastered version. <laughs> a slightly I, better version of uh, like I, list, I don't even I list, care if it's playable. I'm going to be so happy. Podcast about Grand Theft Auto Three today because its 20th anniversary is in a, like I don't know two. Dang, weeks. that makes me feel old. I know. Um, and like, yeah, that was all I could think of. Is like, man, I really want to replay that in Vice City, like on a thing that isn't my phone that doesn't work, oh. or you know, I like bust wait. out a PlayStation. I just really want them to remaster the first Red Dead now. Like, I, I really want to play like, the first Red Dead. That game looked the funny. Thing is, the, the worst part of that game is that game looked pretty crappy when I played it the first time. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that like, um. Uh, spoiler? I don't know. At the end, you go to like New Austin or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Um, in the game, and it's like uh, several years after or before. I can't remember the, when the game is set. Um, probably before. Yeah. And like, I'm like, all of the things are here, guys. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like, like you can do this. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. It's. It's. It's a game that I just want again. I think I think that was a game, though, that very much had that... Um, I remember one time watching like a behind-the-scenes thing on how they made like the first Toy Story. And they're like, okay, so literally, we animated like Buzz and Woody and, and, you know, like all the toys. And then there was three humans. Like, and every human you see in that movie, like three background humans, is just a variation on those three humans. Like, we didn't have the time or the money or the processor or the whatever to, to do more than that. Um, and, like, nowadays, like, there's a bajillion, you know, models for every single thing. And, and Red Dead had that real feeling to me where, like, your character looked great. The main characters look great. And then I distinctly remember there's a character that you run into and he's like a grave digger, I want to say. And his mm. model looks like it melted. And I, I mean, I think he was supposed to look kind of gross and, and yeah, whatever. He, he was supposed to. He was. But it was yeah. also just bad. Like, I mean, it, it yeah. was. I'm like, this isn't a person. This is like, uh, this is bad. This is like a low res 
thing and and i think unfortunately red dead kind of suffers from that like the the main characters look great the side characters meh, maybe not so much but yeah. oh i'd love to see that game get another and i've never played the zombie version of it. i need i want to play both that's it was yeah. very good that's a very good <sighs> experience i want it i want it anyway it's all good uh, let's see. Joe Coleslaw threw in one at the end. Uh, he says, so I don't have a long question lined up, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, he says, so what's your thoughts on Avengers getting a second wind on Game Pass? What other live service games could uh, get a shot in the arm with Game Pass? Previous games include Fallout 76, PUBG, Elder Scrolls Online, and Sea of Thieves. I, I don't think Elder Scrolls Online needs a shot in the arm. Jesus, I heard the other day they have 10 million subscribers. I thought you said it was 19. Maybe it was 19 million. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like a shocking yeah. amount. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't have a... a you Skyrim know, 6. A, six. Yeah, an Elder Scrolls 6. And it's because everyone's still buying Skyrim and everyone's still playing... Man, I wish uh, I liked ESO more. I wish I did too. I couldn't get past the character creation. I got sick of it and turned it off. I've played it a lot of times. Um, like I've literally started that game over... Many, 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 many times. And it's just, it, it's not Skyrim. And I think that's the problem is I want it to be Skyrim and I can never mm-hmm. get past the fact that it's not. So, yeah, they have 19 million subscribers and 360,000 active players. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, they had a huge peak during the pandemic, like just massive peaks during the pandemic. Um, I. I think that Game Pass is the perfect place for the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. It like they're just gonna eke the last everything you can get out of it, and that's fine. Like I think that if if Game Pass is the place that live service games go to die, like that's that's fine. It makes absolute sense. Get your money out of them when you sell them new and a year later drop them onto Game Pass. Like I have no problem with that being a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll work and maybe it'll anthem. Like, Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, The only downside to that is I don't know, like if you would have had that player base off the bat. Yeah. Like, it would have been so much probably more successful which is why i'm actually a really big fan of the or maybe it just needed to be developed for another year before they even launched it i don't know <laughs> there were, there was that might have been the right answer there's a lot of a lot of questions around avengers i think you're right yeah. dylan i uh i i'm a big fan of the launch a game and then three months later it goes on to game pass like i think that's like the smartest thing you could do it's you know and i don't know i don't know if crystal dynamics or idos whoever made that game is really square Oh, is it Square? Was it That's developed Square. by Square? Uh, that I do not. You're know. right, though. It is a Square game, but Square Crystal Dynamics is owned by Square, right? Yeah, I think, I think it's the two of those that. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, do you guys know who? I think his name is James Grubber. Is he's a Grubber. he's a a writer for. I don't know, some big video game. I think his name's James Grubber. Maybe that's not right. Uh, his last name's Grubber. It doesn't matter. He's a he's a video game guy, and he, he does a lot of... Um, he's on a lot of podcasts and, uh, like, like speculates a lot of things about, uh, about different... 
things that he thinks are going to happen, but he's, he's got a lot of insider knowledge. And uh, he believes that right now the reason you're seeing a bunch of uh, like Xbox exclusives come out on by companies that aren't owned by Xbox is that Xbox is essentially trialing a bunch of companies to see if they want to acquire them. One of those being Crystal Dynamics <laughs> um, and one being IO Interactive. And then I don't remember who the third one is, but like a pretty when I O didn't they get uh, they left IDOS, they did right they did yeah. so yeah it was it was a really Jeff Grubber maybe maybe it's Jeff Grubber um, but it was a really interesting like it's one of those things that you you hear and you're like I don't oh that actually does make a lot of sense <laughs> I actually kind of wondered if if someone would buy I O because they actually own the rights to they do them. yeah they bought the rights to them so you know that that would be a pretty good acquisition for uh, for uh, for Xbox so I don't know we'll see. Um, I don't know. Do you, can you think of any other games that would really benefit from? I mean, all games would benefit from going to Game Pass. But can you think of another like kind of live service game that would really benefit for? I thought Anthem would. Yeah, I did too. It didn't appear though. Anthem was an EA. It was so that came to EA kind of thing. So I don't know if that's necessarily the same. I kind of wonder if it went to just Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. If that would have affected I it. think Anthem had... Issues? If Anthem had kind of failed and then come to Game Pass immediately, mm-hmm. um, like if, if, if it had come to Game Pass three months after it launched, I think maybe it could have fought its way back and given them enough time and money to actually do some of the stuff they wanted to. Because, I mean, that game was one of those ones where they're like, we're working on it, we're working on it, we're working on it. Actually... <laughs> So I hesitate to to say that uh, it could have, but maybe it could have. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I we'll see. I, I think that game's probably that game's probably gone. So, but I, besides that, I mean, uh, I think that that kind of service based game are not. Not as big as they used to be. Like I keep getting surprised that they keep launching. Um, what was the what was the one that Square just released like three months ago that kind of died too? That game looked cool and it just didn't just didn't catch. And that was it. That was day and date on Game Pass. So maybe Game Pass can't Out- save everything. Writers. Yeah, Outriders. Yeah, just just wasn't quite there. So all right, uh, we're going to talk about free games of which many are on Game Pass <laughs> because they just don't. Stop coming. Um, PlayStation Now, though, is actually having a huge month this month. Um, all these are coming out today, so by the time you hear this, they've already been out for a couple days. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is coming to PlayStation Now, and you'll be able to play it there through January 3rd, which is a pretty big deal. Um, Fallout 76, which, I mean... <laughs> Fallout why not? Like, my dad says it's great. Like, would he lie? Yes, I I enjoy that. That's owned by Xbox. <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? I thought that was, I I. I mean, it's probably not because I think that they. I mean, I I don't know. It's owned by Bethesda. Do you think that was a? Do you think this was a deal they made before? Or do you think Xbox is just like, hey, whatever, take our leavings, it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't be. know. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remastered, which is that's a pretty big deal. 
Uh, Desperados 3, which is a game that I really, really, really like um, and I need to get in and play some more of because it is just super enjoyable. Real fun. Um, that's on Game Pass. Um, the Amnesia Collection. I don't know why I just pronounced Amnesia so badly. Uh, the Amnesia Collection, which is... <coughs> the Amnesia Collection. Yeah, like three games. Amnesia. Um, the first Amnesia game was, was pretty spooky. Um, the Amnesia... Bay of Pigs, that's not what it's called. Amnesia Machine of Pigs? Something yeah. was okay. <laughs> it's like Something the Bay like of that. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a game that I... I think the funniest thing about that game is... And I did not beat it. I played maybe three or four hours of it. There's a there's a huge amount of asset like reuse in that game. So all the... like If you go into a a place if you walk far enough into the house you'll start seeing like the paintings and the house repeat and i could never decide if that was supposed to be like a hey, man we just only had so many pictures to use or if it was supposed to be spooky am i am i supposed <laughs> to be noticing that they, the assets repeated or is it that they repeated because it's spooky I, I was never able to tell um yet another zombie defense which i don't know anything about and then victor Vran overkill edition colby like victor Vran quite victor a bit yeah, you like that quite a bit didn't you the Overkill Edition may have the one where you can play as Lemmy. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty good stuff, though, for, for PlayStation Now this month, I will say. Uh, that's 10 bucks a month to subscribe to, and you can download some of the games and stream some of the games. I, I don't know what the PlayStation thing. I, it confuses me, but it's all right. Uh, Amazon Prime Gaming is also very good this month. Um, you can get Star Wars Squadrons for free, you can get Alien Isolation for free, and you can get Ghost Runner for free, which are all pretty new-ish kind of triple-A games to some degree. Um, they all, let's see, Star Wars you redeem on Origin, Alien Isolation I think you redeem on Origin, and then Ghost Runner reveals on GOG. Um, but you can also get Song of Horror Complete Edition, Red Wings, Ace of the Sky, the Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures, which is actually like seven Wallace and Gromit games. Um, I think they're all Telltale games. And then Secret Files. There's a, like I went into Amazon Prime Gaming and they're like, here, here's 30 games you can download for free. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. So um, if you are a PC gamer and you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can get all those for free. Um, like I wasn't a huge fan of Squadrons, but a lot of people really liked it. Um you know, it, it's it's nothing to, to shake your head at for free. Um, Epic Games this week is not not great. Um, PC Building Simulator. I guess maybe it's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't get a video card in real life. So. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Is It's real world license components. So this might be the only way you're going to build a computer with like a 3070 in it. Um it's actually not just like a build a computer simulator. It's actually, I think you run a computer repair store, which mm. actually sounds worse than it is, to be honest. Um, I don't know. That's that's not my cup of tea, but I'm sure somebody out there will like it. So go go build some, some games for free. It's free. Like, you can't complain too much. And then uh, Game Pass this month is, this is just like, I don't know, most of these coming out in the next two weeks, which is just, crazy um phoenix point is already out came out october 1st on console uh the procession to cavalry which i made fun of and then colby's like oh actually it looks pretty cool it's uh coming to cloud console on pc it's a python python-esque which is a hard word to say it's a money python like is that a, is that a genre call a python like yes um uh, it's like uh what was their the eric idol game on saturn <laughs> uh blazing dragons I, maybe yeah 
Uh, a Python-esque adventure game in which you journey through a richly detailed landscape built from hundreds of Renaissance paintings and embark on a quest as an unnamed heroine to hunt down the tyrant Heavenly Peter. Heavenly Peter sounds like a porn name. Like, that is a, a really weird porn name. Anyway, sounds like it could be fun. Uh, Visage is coming to Cloud Console and PC on October 7th. It's a first-person psychological horror game, so maybe this could be my new favorite horror game. Uh, explore a mysterious, ever-changing house in a slow paced? You usually don't hear that as a way to describe a video game. A slow-paced atmospheric world that combines both uncannily comforting and horrifying realistic environments. Uh, so that could be fun. Uh, Back for Blood comes out October 12th, and I am very, very excited for that. We might have to like see if we can get some online Back for Blood going, because I think that, that'll be a good four-player game. Uh, shoot some zombies. Uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. It has been so long since I've played Destiny that I don't even know what Destiny 2 Beyond Light is. Um, <laughs> it's coming to PC on October 12th, though. Probably some sort of Destiny expansion. I don't know. It was Blazing Dragons, and it was Terry Jones. Close enough. Was the Close enough. Yeah. Do you remember the, the, the Monty Python video game? I yeah, do. It's good. Not good. Not good. Uh, the Rift Breaker comes out October 14th. You are an elite scientist slash commando. How many scientists slash commandos <laughs> do you think exist in this world? Two. Maybe. Inside an advanced mecha suit. I guess that makes a little more sense. Maybe. Um, enter a one-way portal to distant planet to a distant planet with the purpose of building up a base that will allow travel back to Earth and further colonization. I, that sounds that sounds like a lot. Do you think he's an elite scientist or an elite commando or, or an elite scientist and commando? So he's, I think he's an elite scientist and an elite commando. I think. Hmm. I don't know. I I saw something on Facebook earlier about a guy who, um, like. Like, couldn't decide what he wanted. Oh, actually, literally, it's up on my Facebook right now. Uh, Johnny Kim, age 37, changed his career three times, and he's achieved becoming a Navy SEAL, a trained Harvard doctor, and a NASA astronaut. So maybe elite scientist commando is not as outside the realm of possibility as we want I'm, to say. I'm not going to, like, tell me you're a CIA asset without telling me you're a CIA <laughs> asset. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, Ring of Pain, which sounds awful, um, is a cloud console and PC game. That's after eating too much Chipotle. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Why is spicy the only flavor that my butt can taste? Like, that seems very unfair. Uh, October 14th is a rogue... Oh, man, this is... Every once in a while a game comes out, they're like, in three words, describe a game that won't Cliff won't play. A roguelike card crawler <laughs> where encounters come to you. Each step around the ring is a dire decision. Go for the loot or backstab a creeping horror. Meet strange friends bearing gifts and treasure. Choose your gear wisely to survive and discover secrets. Well, that's a big fat nope for me. <laughs> Do you remember Colby? Colby was showing me a game earlier, and one of its features was that it was Lovecraftian. <laughs> no, no, that would make sense. It just said features. And it was like you know, blah 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 blah, and then one of them was just Lovecraftian. Yeah, sense. And I'm like, that's not a feature. That's a description <laughs> of like a type of game. Uh, the Good Life is coming out October 15th. This is from 
I, I think the dude's name is Sweary, and it means nothing to me except this guy's got like this huge cult following of games that he makes. That's that's all I know about him. Uh, journalist Naomi Hayward is drowning in debt, having accepted a request from the Morning Bell newspaper to quote uncover the mystery of a small English town. Naomi finds herself far from her home hmm. in New York, in rainy woods, known as the happiest place in the world. Wait, is this just is this just um, what's the cop movie with Sam, Simon Pegg? Uh, hot, hot fuzz, fuzz. <laughs> it's hot fuzz but with journalists uh, Echo Generation comes out October 21st kind of allowed console and PC that game is fun I've played the demo of it um, that's all kind of voxely I think I have kind too. of a voxely game it's actually the game I thought yeah. you know that, that game that came out maybe three or four months ago where you had all those little critters that followed you around in the woods I played it for a while then no. ended up hating it Oh, yeah. right, right, That's right, actually right, the right, game yeah. I thought Echo Generation was. Um, so I was very <laughs> confused when I started playing. I'm like, this isn't the game I played the demo of. Uh, Moonglow Bay comes out October 26th. That is Woo. a game that Colby and I will both probably put 300 hours into. It's a like Stardew Valley fishing simulator. <laughs> uh, Age of Empires 4 comes out October 28th. And Bassmaster Fishing 2022 also Ooh. comes out October 28th. A game I also will not play. Have you ever played like a... Like any of the like real fishing games, like realistic fishing. A long time ago. <laughs> Did you ever have a fishing controller? I've played with one. <laughs> we and I did not have one. I, I I think it was Carter and I were at PAX like two or three years ago, and there was some game, and I we never got to see what it was because it was always jam packed. It was like a twelve player game at one time, and you could use like any controller you could use, and there was always one guy using the fishing controller. I was like, that's a game I need to play. Oh, yep. Do you remember that? I remember that? Game. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't know what it was, but it, it looked real fun. Because their whole point was that you could play it with like anything. Yeah, right? like you could so. you could play it with a like a dance mat or anything. All right, so there was no there was no bad Blizzard news this week. I'm sure it's still a trash fire at, at Blizzard HQ right now, but nothing terrible happened this week, um, except this story uh, that broke. Um, the guy who created. Uh, Ethereum and also e- NFTs. <laughs> Someone found like his uh, his bio on his website, and and this is this is this is just another reason to hate Blizzard. I happily played World of Warcraft during 2007 to 2010. He writes, but one day Blizzard removed the damage component from my beloved Warlock Siphon Life spell. I cried myself to sleep, and on that day I realized that horrors. What horrors centralized service games can bring, I soon decided to quit. From there, he got into Bitcoin and started writing for a blog called Bitcoin Weekly, initially at a meek wage of $150 an hour. God, I hope he didn't live in this country. And soon co-founded Bitcoin Magazine. He dropped out of school to focus on crypto, eventually coming with the idea for Ethereum and NFTs. So... What I'm saying is the reason you can't buy a video card today is because sometime 11 years ago, Blizzard nerfed a spell. Thanks, Blizzard. It's like I, the, I sent Cliff. It's the worst butterfly effect. It's absolutely the worst. It's not like a butterfly flaps its wings and a hurricane goes through a trailer park. It's They nerfed this spell and this guy invented some sort of bullshit cryptocurrency and I hate it. I, I sent Cliff the meme and it's the, you know, dude knocking over the small 
the small domino, domino and and then it gets to the giant domino and the first domino is, is blizzard removes the damage component from the siphon life spell and the big domino is a small group of people are consuming the electricity equivalent of the entire country of finland to save links to json files that say they own specific shittily drawn jpegs and basing their entire identity around this fact i uh, pretty cool it's this dude's fault that I've ever heard the term fiat currency. Like, I just... And and now it'll fix anything. <laughs> it just, it hurts me so bad. And, like, I don't know if I can actually blame Blizzard for this, but you know what? I'm Why gonna. <laughs> absolutely gonna. Anyway, I... Uh, could you imagine crying yourself to sleep because a spell got nerfed in a video game? Like, I'm sorry, but that dude's a nerd. Like, not the good kind. <gasps> If we invent uh, time travel, we just need to go back in time to that dude's room at that night and go like, dude, touch grass and then just leave. <laughs> All right. With that, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us and this podcast and other related things. BiteMePodcast.com. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash BiteMePodcast. I tried to post to Instagram the other day and it didn't work. So... <laughs> It was not during the outage. It was just like it just didn't work. So I, we, you almost got a post on Instagram. I'm sorry you didn't. Uh, you can uh, support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can and should join our extra life team or support our extra life team by going to bite me podcast.com slash extra life. And you can hang out in our discord if you go to bite me podcast.com slash discord. It's a fun and exciting place full of, you know, ever. <sighs> You ever read like a fantasy novel and they describe all the characters in the weird like tavern that they go to and every single one's different. Every single one has like this incredible backstory that just seems too unbelievable to believe. That's kind of how our discord is. Everyone there is just freaking weird. Like there's just no there's no way around it. But they're a lovable bunch of misfits. Is that how you describe our discord? F uh, full of a lovable bunch of misfits? Sure. Sure. Anyway, Dylan, help me. <laughs> <laughs>